Good morning, good morning, St. Paul. This is your unbougie foodie, Wesley Wright here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Wonderful Saturday morning. Kind of gloomy, I know. But that's okay. <laughs> You're here with me this morning. And I want to thank you for taking the time to just sit back and enjoy some conversations about food or different subjects in reference to it. So if you're having that cup of coffee, having some cereal, my favorite, (laughs) Frosted Flakes at that. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) this is going to be just, you know, the time where don't worry about anything. Think about just food. That's the purpose of this show, uh, giving you some ideas of new places to go in your area, uh, new cuisines to possibly have or even make yourself. Nothing wrong with that. I think everybody loves. Okay, maybe not everybody, but people like to cook. I like to cook. Other people like to cook, too. So. I really enjoy that part of this show is being able to share things like recipes or maybe a cuisine that's new to myself, maybe even new to you. Uh, That'll give you an opportunity to say, hey, I'm going to step out of the box and have that. So let's get started with today's show. First and foremost, though, if you have any comments or would like to share uh, maybe a thought or a suggestion on maybe a new restaurant, recipe, so forth, please feel free to call me here at the radio station. It is The number is 651-200-3479. Again, 651-200-3479. I am here to take your phone calls. But then, too, if you just want to follow me on Facebook, please feel free to do do so. Uh, You can find me at The Unbougie Foodie. (laughs) Uh, but also check out some pictures uh, that i've posted on instagram or even at times on twitter my instagram account is the underscore unbougie foodie twitter is at unbougie foodie and then more about me if you would or about the unbougie foodie and the show Go to my webpage. It is www.theunbougiefoodie.com. And you can find out information about articles that I've written uh, on various topics, as well as places that I've gone to uh, daily (laughs) topics of food that I have with friends or places that we've gone to. So uh, just know that you have a number of resources to Find out what the unbougie foodie is up to on a day-to-day basis. So thank you again for, you know, taking the time to uh, join me for this Saturday morning. You know, taking a seat (laughs) with the unbougie foodie. (laughs) So, you know, today's show is going to be... (laughs) uh, It's going to be a little... I'm be, I'm making I'm being funny here. I'm making a pun, sort of. It's gonna be a little stinky because <laughs> we're gonna be talking about garlic. <laughs> so, you know, I 
have had this opportunity or had an opportunity to find out, I guess this was years ago, actually, uh, about, uh, you know, I didn't know that there were so many varieties of garlic. Um, Do I say in the world? Um, Honestly, growing up, I thought garlic was garlic. Uh, it was not until I had an opportunity to a friend when I first came to Minnesota. Um, we went to the St. Paul Farmer's Market and they knew that I liked to make salsa or pico de gallo, actually, because salsa is a you know, different version or whatever. Uh, pico de gallo. And with my pico de gallo, I have a whole lot of stuff. I mean, but garlic is a main one of the main ingredients aside from you know hello tomatoes onions all the other stuff but garlic adds an extra flavor to that um to to describe it uh i don't know i'd say a little bit more earthy um pungent but again more flavor than all the other ingredients that I'm putting in there uh, along with the different spices you know like cumin uh, salt pepper um, so on garlic has to be in it it just it has to be there's no way to get around it and I, I mentioned about the variety because and about St. Paul Farmer's Market because you know they took me down there and you know they introduced me to this gentleman uh, at first I walked up to you know his booth or his table and i'm just seeing like bundles of garlics and i didn't realize you know at first the different names that were on there and i so i asked him i was like what's this one what's this one and he proceeded to tell me specifically and the friend that was there she said you have to tell him about these two and the two that she pointed to, um, I, I will always remember because these are ones that I I feel that I need to have in my life all the time. You can't really find them just anywhere. The first is Georgian Fire and Enchilium Red. And I'll describe what those are or how those are in just a moment. But, you know, I had the opportunity of sampling if you would uh those garlics uh, and let me back up a little bit the person that i was talking to the vendor uh, is the herb man and he's there you know the st paul farmer's market you know it's winter time now so you know it's not he's not going to be available at uh, during the winter time most oftentimes he's there during the summer and uh, spring summer more so the summer actually um summer uh, early fall um and he has these wonderful garlics available so he said okay i told him what i do and he's like well you need to put either one of these in them and i'm going to give you a bulb of one of each and you come back and tell me what you like about it or what's great about it and so I did that. I, I was a little skeptical. Now, mind you, 
I with I'm thinking with garlic at that time I was like oh yeah it's the same garlic how different can it actually be and with garlics and I think with any vegetable sometimes um, especially when it's fresh um, or just picked uh, harvested uh, I like to smell vegetables uh, garlic is no different I love garlic I really do I, I love the the smell of it the the, the flavor profiles that it adds to the, to food and then to find out that it has these different there are different varieties I was in so you know I when he gave it to me I'm I'm smelling the 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 garlic bulb that he gave me on one and I was like wow I smelled this peppery type of I I didn't know garlic could smell like this and then on the you know on the other it was uh, I want to say f a bit floral, but what some spice to it. And I, I was like, really? I didn't know that these had different I, I scents to them. Anyway, took them home, put them in my, you know, I made um, uh, pico de gallo. And I'm thinking, okay, well, how much different can this be? And my friends definitely, when they've had my pico de gallo or salsa, whichever you'd like to call it, you know, I take it to work. I, hey, where's my jar? Where's this? Where's that? Anyway, give it to them. And immediately, you know, one coworker, she opens it up and starts to eat it and she freezes. She's like, what have you done? What have you done to your, what have you done to your, 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 we, we I'll just say salsa because that's what they talk about and what they say. I won't say pico de gallo. What have you done to your salsa? I'm like, what do you mean? Whatever you've done, you took it to another level. And I'm like, okay, wh why do you say that? It's like, we know that how you like, you know, certain spice and, you know, your heat because I add chilies you know three different types of chilies to it four sometimes um but the the garlic flavor was more pronounced more than anything and they they loved it uh, and i so i took note of that and i was like okay that was the georgian fire you know i that i made and i put in to you know, my, this version of the pico de gallo. I'm thinking, okay, well, why is it that this is so special? Why is it so different? Well, let's go a little bit to. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'm gonna give you an idea, or I suppose you want know, to say a flavor profile of it. Um, so I went to a website. I was doing research, went to a website and it's www.keenorganics.com. Uh, Keen Organics, uh, K-E-E-N-E organics.com. And they have a you know, number of different garlic uh, descriptions, if you would. And I found it to be helpful. Uh, so for Georgian Fire, 
uh, it is one that they stated that it's one of the hottest tasting garlic varieties. It has a pleasant hotness though. Um, so they said it's great for salsas, uh, easy for appealing, um, you know, because of the size of the cloves, really big. Uh, and it originated from the Republic of Georgia. And I was thinking, wow, how is it that garlics can have these different type of heat or spice levels to them? And you're probably wondering, okay, well, where can I get this? You know, like I said, it's very difficult to find this particular, well, Georgian fire or Enchilean red. I always have to go to the herb man for what, to find them. Um, I haven't been able to, unless you're going to order it online, it's very difficult to find. But again, being one of, as they've described it, one of the hottest tasting, it's not like you're having habanero or jalapeno or something uh, as though that's been infused with that no it's just the way that the that particular variety and it's referred to as a porcelain garlic this type of garlic considering that where it's coming from where it originated from it is going to have that that spice or that peppery type of flavor profile to it uh it they also described it as lasting a whole lot longer than any other garlics um longer storage life you know especially in you know it comes out uh, in late winter early spring uh, so you know it's just one that i i, I find interesting because I, I haven't I've only used it in salsas now there I have used it perhaps on a steak you know when I'm doing some type of garlic butter and that's because I wanted to I, it was a pork chop as a matter of fact and I just wanted to you know pour a little butter over it but I wanted to have the butter be have some type of garlic base so that of course um, is the Georgia fire Let's talk now about the other, the Enchilium Red. And yes, of course, I did buy regular garlic too, but still, these two seem to have uh, notes of great flavors that you can't find in standard garlic. Um, you know, the garlic that you're finding at, you know, the local grocery store, hub, you know, any of the markets, your local markets and so forth. In Chilean Red, uh, it's described, you know, it's a mild flavored garlic. Um, it has a, a roasted uh, flavor note to it. Uh, it's great. Uh, they uh, use examples. It's being great with mashed potatoes. Uh, if you were doing some type of garlic bread, um, it's not overpowering and it, it it has its own 
it does very well during the summer. Uh, it has great. It pairs well with uh, a shrimp, uh, with chicken and vegetables like uh, green bean. Uh, uh, what is it? Snap peas uh, or any type of if you're using it for, for instance, for roasting uh, asparagus and you're mixing it in uh, with a bit of salt and pepper uh, and, you know, placing that just drizzling, uh, excuse me, crumbling that over uh, asparagus or maybe Brussels sprouts and roasting that. It does very, very well with that mild flavor, but still giving it that garlic uh, a, a nice roasted garlic added roastedness um, to the flavors of the vegetables or even the chicken uh, or or uh, the we'll say a shrimp dish that you're doing it's perfect for it those two you know they're really great there are so many other different types of garlics that are out there um, I'm still learning about them honestly the herb man when i went back to him and told him about you know the response and reactions from my friends when they had the you know the pico de guy or my salsa uh, at that time he was like and that's how you're supposed to use those two um you know specifically the georgian fire you want to put that in something that uh, is going to have some type of spice already this adds a different layer of hotness uh Oftentimes, I'm chopping those garlics up very, I'm mincing them actually, uh, so that it, you hardly taste it. But because this is such a strong flavor note that it has within the actual the cloves, or it stands out, it's more pronounced uh, rather than the standard garlic that you're actually going to put in salsa or maybe use for. Um, you know, herb garlic butter. <laughs> Just a thought. Okay, so now that I'm talking about that, uh, that portion of garlic, you're probably wondering, okay, we know that there are different, we've now learned that there are a number of different types of garlics. Well, those different types of garlics themselves, they have different classes or groups that they fit under. Or categories um, some are referred to as hard neck others soft neck uh, there are Creole garlic black garlic and you know it, it goes it goes on um, but you know elephant and buffalo yeah not sure if you've really seen those I I don't think I've seen those and if I have it's probably been a very long time, but anyway, uh, we'll I'll talk about you know two or three of those specifically you know the ones that you see uh, very often in your grocery gro local grocery store, uh, and you know if you're special if you're very if you are one of the the few and many that have opportunity to go to places like a garlic festival like. If you're in California, Gilroy Garlic Festival, or 
I don't recall if Minneapolis has something that's called a garlic festival. I'll have to find out and let you all know. So, a little bit more about this garlic. Let's start off with the hardneck. Hardneck garlics, you know, they tend to have more flavor than the softneck um, garlics, if you would. Uh, they are characterized with uh, or by woody central stalks, and they have flowers uh, or that loop and curl, and they tend to have about 12 cloves in each bulb. So that's the your hardneck garlic. And oftentimes, you know, they could be spicy or hot. Um, the Georgian fire that I mentioned before is a hard neck. So it's understandable why it would have that spicy or hotness and it being one of the hottest ones, uh, hottest, hottest garlics. Um, yeah, it fits under that category of the hard neck um, garlic. Uh, they tend to grow best in areas that are very cold winters. So here you, I, I'm not sure why we don't see them in your local grocery store. It's almost like you have to actually go to or wait for, um, in my my <laughs> circumstance, uh, wait for the herb man uh, at you know the St. Paul Farmers Market to show up because I I don't find anyone that any vendor or grocery store or that offers like Georgian fire. Yes, they do offer um, hard necks, but specifically the one that I need, <laughs> that I want, that I desire, <laughs> the Georgian fire. Yeah, they don't have that one. So more often, you're just simply going to find your standard garlic, they refer to them as porcelain. Uh, those are the ones that you're actually going to find. Uh, they need to have a long cold winter. Um, you know, they need to have a long winter so that they could really start to to sprout and flower and grow. Uh, and there are characteristics that you could find if you were to cut a garlic, that garlic in half. Um, you could actually see where the central stalk is in each one of uh, the garlic cloves themselves. Um, a lot of times at the farmer's market, you could spot those um, because it has uh, on the outside, the the skin is, is it's thinner skins and it has a, a, a rosy type of color of, or on the outside but how can you use uh, the hard neck I talked about um, you know using it in salsa of course but you can definitely use it in uh, in meats specifically especially if you're doing like a roast um, gamier type of meats or ones that you might feel that are not you want not even mask I don't want to use that word you want the flavor you don't want to notice the gamier 
I guess, characteristics of the meat. You want to be able to have a, in this case, some type of herb uh, or garlic that is going to be really infused and take on those full flavor notes of the garlic. So, for instance, venison, duck, um, even some vinaigrettes. That's why it's so great in salsa. And these are hard necks, of course, that we're talking about. And that's why that Georgian fire, which is a hard neck, uh, is is a great one. Um, these hard neck ones are also great if you're trying to do garlic infused olive oils or maybe a vinegar. So there are some ideas for your, you know, for a, a hard neck garlic. Now we'll move into the soft neck. Soft necks, it's you know just as what it sounds like. Um, it does not really have that you know that hard stock. Uh, it produces more of a clove, and it's um, uh, you know more cloves actually than that of the hard neck. Um, as few as eight, and sometimes as they've described a high clove count within a within a <laughs> yeah <laughs> within the actual bulb of about 30 I, I have not seen that before the, I, I don't ever think I've seen a bulb past 12 that has 12 cloves in them so that's probably a good, oh, I don't know where you would actually see that. I mean, only a garlic grower or vendor could probably tell you if they've ever seen that. I don't think you've even seen that in the store. But the soft necks are the all-purpose garlics. They work in any type of dish. Um, you could eat them raw. Uh you could have them lightly cooked. Uh, you could make a salad dressing where if the garlic is more of a flavor feature, uh, you definitely want to, so because you don't want it overpowering, um, definitely in that salad dressing, uh, it has more of a grassy taste um, and it doesn't have that bite of a hard neck like the Georgia Fire or the Anchilean Red. Um, when you have processed garlic foods, for instance, like uh, garlic powder or seasonings, um, you're always going to find that these are from within the soft neck um, garlic um, category. And we won't go into the different varieties of the like soft neck and hard neck and so forth. I mean, because they, they span so many different types and we don't have time for even though I could talk about that all day because <laughs> there are others that we want to talk about but there's your soft neck I mean again examples of putting it in you know where you could use use it is salad dressings where you don't want that garlic taste to be really overpowering um, I could see that you could roast this is the time when you really want to just kind of like cut the top off pour some olive oil over uh, drizzle olive oil over the top of that uh, garlic 
maybe some salt and pepper and then put it roast it in the oven um, and then honestly to have that on mixed in with maybe some goat cheese on uh, a, uh, a cracker uh, or just to spread it on some you know some toast uh, yeah there's there's something to for you to experiment with today. <laughs> okay, here's one that's um it's still a soft neck. Um it can be considered a soft neck, let me put it that way. This one's a Creole garlic. I don't think I've seen a Creole garlic. Um it's can probably it's in a class really by itself. It has about twelve different cloves and oftentimes it is a a really light a beautiful light pink or even a purple hue to the garlic um it tends to be that color all the time um but it adds a rich beautiful color to whatever dish that you're making uh oftentimes um you know these you could find in warmer climates and example of the types of places uh, or dishes excuse me or cuisines that you would find that I'm in um, Cuban or uh, Dominican uh, Ecuadorian they have um, gosh didn't even realize that uh, they have wine references to their names at that which is kind of interesting but like the Enchilium Red and the Georgia Fire that we talked about, these type also have a heat to them. Um, they're very pungent. Uh, and they have, again, a different type of heat flavor or level. Uh, interestingly enough, this website actually encourages you sniff, do a sniff test <laughs> of a garlic because it could then tell you how much of a bite the garlic is actually going to have. So there is nothing wrong with actually picking up a garlic and smelling it. I mean, have you, did you ever think about doing that? You know, so it will give you an opportunity to see if this will be the appropriate garlic that you want to use maybe for a specific dish that you want to prepare uh you know that's the only way that you'll be able to at least gauge okay well, especially if you're a person that uh, you know you are adventurous and you want to see how uh, a vegetable might change or the characteristics of a dish um, do that pick up a garlic and and smell and especially if you've had maybe a dish before and you're like, okay, well, I know that I've made this before and I've liked this flavor to it or I've liked this flavor the way that it was. Now, if I'm smelling this garlic, how is that going to possibly change what I'm used to smelling or the flavor profile that I'm used to tasting with that particular dish? Because, um, man, I'm telling you, I, I could think of uh, different opportunities to 
put garlics and stuff aside from just a salad, salad dressings, uh, salsa or pico de gallo. But I put garlic and chili. You know, I've definitely done garlic uh, 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 or herb garlic uh, butter or or base uh, for maybe a, a pork loin or a pork steak, uh, a steak or pork chop, excuse me, that I talked about earlier in the show. So don't don't think you're crazy by picking up a, a garlic and smelling it um, because it will give you an opportunity to find out if this is the appropriate garlic for your dish. And especially if you're at a farmer's market, your vendor, they're there to honestly, I think they they really feel happy when you ask them hey what type of garlic is this or what's how can i use this what do you suggest what have you used this garlic for i'm not familiar with it or this vegetable can you give me a suggestion or on how to prepare it well they i think they're really happy when you engage them in conversation with that so ask them and don't be embarrassed to pick up a garlic and smell it and say, hey, this smells like spicy. I probably won't like it. Uh, I don't want to forget you all out there, my audience listeners. Uh, again, thank you so much for tuning in. We're in the middle of talking about garlic. I know it's a little smelly subject, but when you like garlic and you're finding out that there are a variety of different garlics out there. Uh, yeah. You, you kind of get excited about it and you want to share it with people. So, but if you have a comment or a suggestion, let's just say you have a suggestion on how to use maybe a garlic that you are new to and you put it in a new dish, give me a call. 651-200-3479. Again, 651-200-3479. I'm here to take your phone calls. Uh, so feel free. Remember, this is a show to share. So I am not here just to share my point of view or uh, I thoughts and research and so forth. I would love to hear from you as well. So feel free to give me a call and share your uh, suggestions or comments because um, I'd love to hear from them. All right. So I'm going to talk about one more type of garlic. Yes, I know. We're talking about garlic. We've been talking about garlic for a while, but there are so many different types you you don't understand. And we're only touching on, uh, you know, a small, you know, certain categories. I'm not going into, again, these are categories. So within those categories, there are going to be the variety of different garlics that are underneath those those categories. We're not there yet. (laughs) We're not going to go that route, but I'm at least going to tell, talk to you about the topical portion of, okay, these are the categories of garlic that garlics fall under. So we've talked about hard neck, soft neck. We talked about Creole. Here's the last one for right now. It is black garlic. (laughs) And, you know, black garlic, it's funny how they describe it. Uh, You know, They stated that like us, like many a superhero, uh, the origins of black garlic, you know, they're 
uncertain and shrouded in mystery. It sounds like a story already started. But um, it's dated to be known centuries old or, you know, created, grown, found uh, in places such as Egypt uh, and Korea. So there are a lot of different uh, types of black garlic, um, specifically, you know, Korean grocery stores and Japanese grocery stores will have them. Um, and it, I have not had them, uh, but apparently it is a rich plum type of taste, uh, very a little hint of vinegar. Uh, a bit chewy, almost like you're eating dry, really good dried fruit. Um, so if you are, it, if you know someone that does not like garlic, uh, this will actually be probably the best one uh, to actually use. But only because it won't, it won't stand out. Um, it won't have that garlic flavor. Um, it is a garlic, but again, with that plum taste associated with it, it will taste like they're eating fruit. And you're probably thinking, okay, how is that possible? Um, it has notes of dark caramel, like chocolate, um, a little bit of bitterness, a little bit of sweetness, and a lot of flavor or umami. Um, a lot of times it could be dehydrated uh, and caramelized over a time period and just eaten as a, a, a snack, if you would. And I find that very interesting. And this is just information, suggestions on what to do with it. Um, but some people do actually remember I talked just talked about. You know, I believe it was in the soft neck uh, garlic versions where if you cut off the top. Uh, of the garlic, exposing maybe um, the garlic cloves. So you have to use a really sharp knife and then do the drizzle with olive oil uh, and then roast it. Well, likewise with this, you're going to, you know, you could dehydrate it, you could ferment it, um, you know, use it with something sweet um, and caramelize it. And it's not going to take, it's not going to taste like a garlic. So, Individuals that don't really like the garlic, yeah, you can kind of trick them. <laughs> I, I don't suggest that, but you know, <laughs> you can kind of. Anyway, for this one, you can, for black garlics, you can use it in marinades, um, really good sauces or vinaigrettes. Um, there is even a suggestion of using black infusing chocolate with this black garlic to make chocolate cake now that seems like very far-fetched uh, but clearly because of the the taste uh, and flavor profile of this black garlic already have that fruity fruitiness or plum taste to mix it in with some gar uh, some chocolate um, and infuse it in that chocolate uh, you could only imagine what that would actually taste like. Um, gosh, I wonder if they could do that with maybe 
a glass of can you do that with a glass of wine probably you know or not a glass of wine but you know a bottle I've never really heard of that anyway those are just some things that you could do those are just the you know suggestions that you have uh, for black garlic the marinades vinaigrettes sauces and so forth and even you know dessert uh, because of that that fruit flavor that it has so there you have it I know we've been talking about garlic um, all this time um, it's a topic that I don't think I've ever really delved into and I'm glad that I have today um, you know and I know we're in the cold weather season but before you know it we are going to be in spring <laughs> and we'll have an opportunity to start making things uh, all things that are fresh and new at the farmer's market why not that's what uh, I would like to do <laughs> and hopefully others will want to do as well uh, yeah I'm praying already we really haven't gone into the winter and I'm already praying for spring really I'm not even pretending <laughs> I, I'm not I love the different seasons here in Minnesota however winter is not my favorite I'm just going to tell you that. All right. So moving on, I want to cover, there was a topic uh, or an organization, I'll say, that I mentioned some time ago um, in past shows, but I wanted to go a little bit in depth and find out more, some more research about them. Um, so I did that. And the organization I'm talking about is Eastside Table. Uh, and they are described as an organization that is looking to nourish neighborhoods and families uh, and offering people opportunity to have full and happy lives and specifically with food. So in doing that, you know, they are an organization that is comprised of 13 community uh, organizations that are working together to make a preparation of meals uh, at home easier for people that are in the community and um, within the culture with uh, the various cultures that we have uh, within uh, St. Paul, Minneapolis, the Twin Cities. Uh, and it's giving people an opportunity to empower themselves and learn about different foods, uh, improve upon their food skills, um, be more aware and healthy. So this organization, you know, mentioned they have an 13 other 13 community organizations that are basically working together and uh, Eastside Elders, Clues, um, Urban Roots, Neighborhood House, uh, Kitchen on the Bluff, uh, American Indian Family um, Center, um, many, uh, many others, uh, but specifically um, I'm, I'm going to mention about local crate and I, I say local crate because they play a key part in the East side tables project. Uh, they offer make at home meal kits, uh, and it's a pilot program that started what in late um, 2016, but then they started to partner with, um, uh, east side table and b building a meal kit that is 
again, focusing on families improving their skills on cooking and making food more accessible because you know, and, and cost effective. Because remember, even though we talk, I talk about this being a food show and we talk about restaurants and so forth. Not everyone has an opportunity to go out to a restaurant. Believe me, I don't. Not each and every time or each and every week. Um, everybody is on a budget or thinking of ways on how I can save money or what, um, how can I use my funds more effectively, efficiently, um, cost effective family, no matter what number of amount of family members you have uh, everyone wants to be able to cook a great meal and know that they're either saving money or not wasting money by buying uh, items that are not um, that are unnecessary or that are not uh, health conscious if you would uh, especially when we're living in an age where people are suffering from diabetes um, heart disease, um, you know, those that are overweight or don't have the even the ability to get out and do the exercises or movements that they need to live a healthier lifestyle. Perhaps they might be a old, they might be older, and they can't move around as much as as they used to in the past. Um, you know, family members can help by. You know, getting involved and you know, preparing a meal for them. And here again is where Local Crate and Eastside uh, Table, they make, they create these meal programs. And Local Crate use their uh, expertise to really come up with a format and meals that are, again, considering our neighborhoods and the communities, formats or foods and uh, cuisines that are culturally appropriate and you know recognize that that really means a lot it really says a lot too they are they're focused and aware of the types of individuals that are within the types of cultures i should say that are within the community and not just um here's a, a recipe that without considering is this something that um, you know the community is used to eating, uh, or? And that's not to say that they're not willing to introduce folks to new things uh, and so forth. But if people are familiar with a particular menu uh, uh, or a, a recipe, um, and they see ways or are able to go to their local grocery store and pick up these items or have a product such as uh, the home meal kit, make it home meal kit, basically provide them all of those ingredients. They can, I'm quite sure that they'll be, they'll feel more confident in making uh, that meal at home and knowing that, wow, I've saved a bunch of money or I've learned how to make a cuisine that I've loved for so long but I just haven't had the opportunity to really do it on my own myself. Well, here they have an opportunity to do that. So, um, you know, Local Crate, uh, they are uh, Minnesota-based. So they work with also Street Fleet, 
which is a Minnesota-based courier service, so that they could provide those um, meal kits um, to people of the community. Um, so if you're definitely interested, uh, make sure that you are going to uh, and you can find out information by going to e going visiting Eastside Table, uh, and you know learn more about them on their website, uh, EastsideTable.org. Um, click on you know meal kits, and you'll find out much more information. Um, you know, talks more about the organization itself, shows how you can get involved as well, um, in in various ways. Uh, and how you are able to use this program to help your family, to help you, you know, to empower the community even more so. So, uh, again, uh, visit eastsidetable.org to find out much more information about them. Uh, and again, organization that is bringing a program to help empower uh, individuals within the community so thank you for that as well as all the other community organizations that are working and partnering with them okay beef jerky i'm not really jumping around but you know i'm going from one segment to another <laughs> uh before i go on to you know beef jerky it's i'm just going to talk about a beef jerky well someplace that is open that basically is focusing on selling all things that are beef jerky um again i'm encouraging you you know give us a call yeah on that segment on east side table maybe you've had an opportunity to uh, participate or you know, in a meal program a pre-packaged meal program where they're providing you with um the ingredients and giving you the instructions on how to make it at home. Give me a call here, 651-200-3479. Again, 651-200-3479. And just remember, even after the show ends, the conversation still continues on. So you could always reach me also by any of my social media uh, or, uh, or not say or, and uh, by email, which is theunbougiefoodie at gmail.com. I'm more than happy to engage more with a conversation uh, with listeners um, and readers uh, that want to find out maybe a, a suggestion or just talk on a topic. So feel free to reach out. Uh, I am here for you. And hopefully we could impart some food knowledge back and forth between ourselves. <laughs> So, okay, I want to move on to, like I said, beef jerky. All right, so in Minneapolis, you know, this actually happened a couple of weeks ago, really. But I, I just thought, okay, I have to talk about it because beef jerky is, I don't know, when you are hiking, when you're just relaxing, wanting to have a a snack gotta be careful though because of the sodium but <laughs> um i have never been or never knew that there was a retail store for beef jerky uh jack's uh 
what did they Jack's links or Jack links um, yeah they now have a, a beef jerky store and that is it's in the newly re, um, renovated Target Center so you could go there and I mean what, there's just so much stuff that you could go there based on beef jerky I mean yes of course you could get the beef jerky but then there are there's winter gear there's thermoses and water bottles and just anything that bears uh, some type of beef jerky <laughs> type of aspect yeah you can go there <laughs> uh, and I, I thought that was kind of interesting but if you know specifically uh, where the Target Center is, you've probably seen the name uh, Wildside. So, Wildside, uh, you know, here you have opportunity to purchase anything, really. It's not just dried meat, uh, but Wildside gives you an opportunity to, you know, purchase products that are associated with beef jerky. And yeah, <laughs> I thought that was kind of interesting that hmm. I, I'm going to have to go there myself because, yeah, it's a it's a different, I would say, a different type of experience, I would say, if you're going to purchase things that are beef jerky related <laughs> um, but if you want to find out more there's a lot more products and so forth that you can find out about so uh, www.jacklinks.com uh, you could find out you know about the different products that are available and believe it or not they even provide you with the nutrition on each one of you know packages and yeah so look out for that as well uh, check that out on their website uh, that is www.jacklinks.com so there you have it <laughs> if if you're all interested in beef jerky and anything that is related Make sure that you're visiting Wildside, uh, you know, and you know if you're interested specifically on where they're located. Hmm, let me give you that address. They are located at 600 First Avenue North. Uh, that's the Target Center Skyway level, and that's Minneapolis, Minnesota 55403. They're open today, <laughs> so check them out. Uh, if you are a person that uh, likes to have a good uh, adult beverage referred to as a Bloody Mary <laughs> and you'd like to have a, a, a maybe beef jerky or something in it yeah this is a place to go to so that's just that's just a thought them throwing that out there just a thought anyway <laughs> thank you all so much for tuning in uh, once again I want to encourage you uh, please follow me on uh, social media, Facebook specifically, um, you know, the Unbuji Foodie. 
oh my uh you could certainly visit <laughs> you can certainly visit my website which is www.theunbougiefoodie.com where you'll find out more information about um, articles that I've written, um, you know, for uh, a local uh, community newspaper, um, as well as just, you know, there'll be some every now and then a daily uh, comment or discussion about food with friends and definitely uh, recordings of the live shows that we do every Saturday right here at 10 a.m. You know, I want to also give a shout out to uh, Dr. Turner Berg. Uh, he is uh, the show that's following following mine, Doing Good With Food. Make sure that you check him out and give him some support too, just as much as you've given me. So I want to thank uh, WEQY for this opportunity as always. Remember that you are listening to 104.7 uh, FM WEQY LP St. Paul. I am Wesley Wright, your show host for The Unbougie Foodie. Uh, check me out uh, on the TuneIn app every Saturday at 10 a.m. If you're unable to listen to that on your local radio station, uh, make sure to down, download that app. Uh, and you can listen to that, listen to me, on the go. Uh, again, that's the TuneIn app. Uh, or, again, feel free to check us out here on WEQY 104.7. Uh, as I close, I'd like to end the show. Uh, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, and uh, once again, thank you for being my audience. So thank you. I hope you have a pleasant Saturday. Make sure you go out and have some great food. Enjoy. And remember... Never let anyone tell you what kind of food you to be because really, it is all about the food. <laughs>